Well, hello there, and welcome back to Three Dog Thursday. We are here to pick those underdogs, those hairy hounds, those pooches, and I am the somewhat capable host of the show, T.J. Reeves, having picked two of three correct, but you're not just here for me. You're here for these guys. Look who's back. Either we can't get rid of them, or the picks must be rolling. You know what? It's B. The picks continue to roll in from Brad Thomas and Parker Fleming. They're back for a third week. Survival betting here on Three Dog Thursday. Boys, good to be with you. Brad Thomas, nice job last week. A two-in-one week for you. Good to have you back. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Ready to get some more winners out. Yeah, no doubt. And we see Brad all the time on the BetUS NFL coverage and also that round football on the <laughs> soccer or the football coverage on BetUS TV. Parker Fleming is back aboard off a 3-0 and week last week with his college underdogs. You see him on the college football show with Gary Seegers and Kyle Hunter. Good to have you back, Parker. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, last week was a lot of fun. Felt like there was a couple low-hanging dogs where I could smash this week. Uh, had to get a little craftier, so we got some good plays, but had to had to go searching. I think I saw uh, almost 66% of uh, lines are within a touchdown this week for college football, so we're definitely going to dig up some plays this week. And we should make mention, you hit not one, not two, but three college 10-plus point underdogs last week, capitalizing over and over again. And I will go ahead and tease that none of his plays are double-digit dogs to the point that he just made there for last week. Again, the handicappers are back on the show because they're doing well. In fact, we were 7-1 and one last week on underdogs. If you were paying attention, 7-1 and one combined. Brad joined in with me on the Kansas City Chiefs. Boo hiss. No thank you. Against the Buffalo Bills at home. Buffalo got the win. Kansas City did not get the cover, obviously. But other than that... We were golden across the board. So, uh, again, how the handicappers stay with us, they get at least two of these, if not all three underdogs correct. They stay on the show. That's why the boys are back here for a third consecutive show and more cracks added on Three Dog Thursday. Thank you so much for finding us, however you did so. Again, as we release the show on Thursdays, a couple of bits of housekeeping, then we're getting into the underdogs, college football, and the NFL. The first one is our promo code is still good for you to get a match bonus of up to 200% from right here on Three Dog Thursday. Go to betus.com slash Three Dog Thursday. And initial sign-up users will get up to 200% on crypto on their initial sign-up, up to $2,500. You're not going to get a better deal than that out there right now. 200% match bonus. Use our code 3 dog 200 to take advantage of that right now. A lot of people doing well, especially if you're listening to this show, making their predictions and their picks. 3 dog 200 for a 200% match bonus up to $2,500. If you're an initial sign-up user, go to betus.com slash 3 dog Thursday. One more thing. You've got a chance to participate with us on the show and make your underdog picks some combination of college or the NFL or stick with one or the other. If you get three underdogs correct, you put those picks down below us right here as you see the show rolling on. If you are the first to get all three correct, you've got BetUS merchandise choice coming up for you, whether it's a shirt, a sweatshirt, a mug. From the BetUS merchandise store, you get to pick. First one that gets all three correct, any way you do it, all college, all NFL, a combination of the three, you get all three correct, you're the first one to do it. Do not edit your picks. I keep saying that. We can't tell when you edited them, so don't edit them. It's going to invalidate your entry. But enter down below here for Three Dog Thursday. You've got a chance to win, and you might want to listen to the advice 
of the boys here that are back. All right, we'll get to our handicappers in a moment. The host always leads off the show. And hey, as I mentioned, I got a couple of them last week, including USC, the cover in the wild game with Utah. And thank you, Bill Belichick's New England Patriots. That stat continues, guys, to hold firm. He's now been an underdog six times the last three years on the road. Only six times. They've covered all six times, including the outright win last week uh, for New England. So I did pretty well with two of three. Let's get into it now. Let's start with some college football and a game that I like right off the bat here uh, for college football purposes on Three Dog Thursday. Very interesting uh, to me is a Big 12 early matchup at uh, 3.30 Eastern Time, 2.30 Central Time. That is Oklahoma State playing host to Texas. Now, full disclosure, I've already been burned by the Longhorns earlier, Parker and Brad, on Three Dog Thursday. They burned me in the West Virginia game with a blowout win. I took the Mountaineers and a bunch of points. It didn't happen. I like this spot, though, for Oklahoma State at home. Uh, Spencer Sanders, the quarterback, has been playing well, playing through a shoulder injury, but he threw a couple of touchdowns last week. I just think that's too many points uh, for the matchup with Texas. Parker, give me a quick opinion here. You talked about a lot of close spreads for this week. Big 12 action. Texas is one of the marked teams. Uh, I I like Oklahoma State getting too many points in Stillwater here. Any thought real quick? We disagree. I, you know, TJ, want to support you here. Can't do it. I feel like I, I took Texas on the Bet US College Football Show. Um, I, I have this at about eight and a half. Texas's passing offense has been so good. They're 17th in EPA per pass. And Oklahoma State's defense is really a mess on the back end. When they can't get pressure on you because um, you can disguise play action looks, they're 93rd in EPA per pass. It's it's wow. a mess. I think Spencer Sanders is a lot more hurt than they're letting on. He looked at times limited in that TCU game, uh, especially as the, the game went on. Oklahoma State, a little bit banged up, uh, a little bit ripe for uh, exploiting here as Texas's offense is really, really important improving uh they get Quinn Ewers back he's getting more more weeks uh, or more reps in in practice this week so uh, I hate to do it but I have to disagree with you all right he's disagreeing Brad Thomas interesting this line opened at something like one and a half I saw that it's now six six and a half in places that means money coming in on Texas obviously big time maybe the line adjusted to for Sanders injury status Mike Gundy is being secretive one more time, just real quick. Do you want to warn me off here in the Big 12? I'm, I'm committed at this point, but are you shaking your head at me going against the Longhorns again on Three Dog Thursday? Yeah, I'm probably going to be on the Longhorns as well. And for me, it's actually Texas secondary. I think Sanders is going to struggle against that secondary, coupled with the passing attack of yours. It just looks legit. I, I, I think six is a fair price. I'd probably play it all up to seven, seven and a half. All right, uh, and again, I may be biased a little bit, uh, tainted, because I worked the Texas Tech upset of Texas on national radio in Lubbock. Donovan Smith, the quarterback, was fantastic, especially on fourth down, making plays with his feet and his arms. Again, I kind of let that influence me in West Virginia burn me uh, back a few weeks ago, but that was in Austin. This is in Stillwater. I say pokes. I say give me Oklahoma. I'm undaunted by the handicappers going against me. I say give me the pokes. All right, let's continue. Round number one, we alternate here. Each uh, prognosticator going for three underdogs, some combination, college, NFL. Maybe you only like one of them, uh, whatever the case is. Brad Thomas, you are going to be up next in round number one with a college football underdog. What do you like and why, sir? Yeah, so I'm going to be on Syracuse traveling to Clemson. Syracuse plus 13 and a half. For me, this line just doesn't make all that, sen- that much sense. Whenever I handicap a game and I look at two teams, 
I see where their strengths and their weaknesses lie and how different these two teams are. Um, for me, I couldn't find too much of a difference. Maybe the success of the pass rush for Clemson, but then you have to look how they are on the back end with their secondary not being as strong. Uh, Garrett Schrader looking mighty efficient. Their run game is good. 13 and a half points for a Clemson team who who's shown weaknesses defensively. We have not seen a Clemson team play quarters one through four without making mistakes, without being efficient in all four quarters. So that gives me value on getting 13 and a half points here. That is a lot of points, Parker. As you mentioned, there aren't a lot of lines that are double digits, at least in the significant games. Sean Tucker has run the ball for Syracuse. Shout out to my man, Don McPherson, who I love. Uh, Don McPherson was the Heisman runner-up. My God, do I want to admit this. 35 years ago, 1987, Syracuse had an unbeaten year that year. Right now, they're hanging at 6-0. and Parker, any quick thought here on this matchup at Clemson in the ACC? Sean Tucker for Syracuse has uh, a 52.5% opportunity share. That's the most of any college football player in the nation. So he is getting more of his team's uh, attempts and uh, rushing attempts and targets uh, than than anybody else. Um, I, I we we call Garrett Schrader Darth Schrader over on the uh, NCAA <laughs> show. Uh, he's you know good good Schrader bad Schrader, but too many points here. Syracuse's offense, 13th in EPA per pass, legitimately good. Uh, been really fun to watch, and I think their defensive front is a little under under respected as well. So Clemson the better team, but Syracuse to cover is is a, is an easy play here. Fair to say though, this is a very interesting situation where Syracuse is six and zero. But you look at the schedule: Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida State, Pitt, and at Wake Forest. And and one of those other games is a road game along with the at Wake Forest. It is not inconceivable that if Clemson beats them, they might start to slide and could slide and be something like six and five before it is over with. <laughs> the tougher part of the schedule is coming for Dino Babers. Right now, he's done well. And uh, Brad says, give me the cues. Give me the orange in this matchup. Both teams in orange, but he likes the Syracuse orange at Clemson. Uh, that one coming on Saturday afternoon. Okay, a Thursday game in play here for Three Dog Thursday. Parker Fleming, it's to you for your first underdog. Tell me more. I am going to take Troy over South Alabama on this Thursday night game. Three points here. I have this; uh, these two teams almost a toss up. South Alabama is uh, 31st at EPA per, per play margin. Troy is 79th. You adjust that for opponent. We're looking at 62 and 63 here. Two really good defenses, and Troy's offense has been bad starting out. They're 91st in EPA per play, but. They've gotten Jared Dagey involved. They've figured out a way to run a weird two quarterback system. They don't lose a lot when they, you know, a lot of consistency. They bring in Jared Dagey. You know, they say if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. But it looks like it sure looks like Troy is able to have two quarterbacks here. Uh, Dagey, uh, a yard and a half longer on yards per attempt, a yard and a half longer on average depth of target and uh, uh, less than a third uh, the rate of, of turnover-worthy plays. So he definitely adds a dimensionality to this offense. I think that the numbers haven't quite caught up on it yet. Um, I have this game as total toss-up, 34 to 35 for Troy here. Um, I think these defenses will be fierce, but I think that Troy is going to be a little bit more of a test for, for South Alabama um, on, the, on that offensive side of things than you would have thought they would have been maybe three weeks ago. So give me the Trojans on a weeknight game. Let's, let's get a little weird between two very good uh, G5 teams. Brad, I don't know if you have any thought on this one, but again, the Sun Belt is the fun belt. There's a lot of exciting games, and they play all different nights of the week, weeknights of the week, including this one coming up on Three Dog Thursday here with Troy and South Al. Yeah, anytime Parker's on a Sun Belt game, I don't even like question it. I just okay, <laughs> put the bet in and then watch it cash. 
check for Parker. He says Troy Trojans in the road game in Mobile, uh, Alabama. I always love that because it's mobile or mobile, but it's mobile if you're in Alabama. Love that uh, for Troy and South Alabama in that rivalry game. Let's continue on Three Dog Thursday. Round number two, any combination of college or NFL dogs. Our handicappers trying to get two correct, at least, if not all three, to remain on the show. I will start round two. In a matchup in the American Conference where the East Carolina Pirates gave me one right here against the Memphis Tigers in what was it, triple or quadruple overtime, my alma mater goes down. All I know is, uh, Parker, they got to the two-point plays, and it went for like, I think, a couple of overtimes on the two-point plays. East Carolina eventually got one. They stopped Memphis on a two-point pass. They won the game. It was a wild game where ECU was behind by double figures, came back, had the lead, game went to overtime, they won. East Carolina also an early season upset of NC State as well in the same location location at famed Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. They get rowdy at the Dowdy in Greenville, North Carolina. I don't know if you boys have been there. I have been there on a Saturday night when they get rowdy at the Dowdy. Now you've got a matchup with UCF, Central Florida coming in. UCF scored 70 points last week. I like the spot here, Parker Fleming, where maybe they catch East Carolina UCF a little overconfident by how much they scored. They're at home. It's Saturday night. Are you feeling me in the least? You weren't feeling my college doggy number one. Are you feeling me a little bit here? Look, uh, on the on the college football show, I say a ton. What do Pirates do? Pirates steal things, man. Mike Houston and the CCU team are, are primed to play in big spots. We've seen them frustrate opponents. I think there's definitely a letdown for UCF. Um, I, I have this as within a touchdown, so I can absolutely uh, believe betting the home dog here. Shout out to Holton Ehlers, a... Um, uh, a thick quarterback, a, a big stout dude. I really like watching mm-hmm. him play. He's kind of funny for the position, but does a great job and uh, and has a lot of heart and grit. I I, I can totally um, totally expect that. I think if you're going to take him as a dog, you might as well throw some money line on there too, right? Uh, you got to believe if the Pirates are going to do anything, they're just going to do it outright. So um, I, I, it. I like this one. I think this is a good spot. They have had. Does Brad Thomas know some of these names? They've had some quarterbacks at ECU. Jeff Blake. How yes. about Marcus Crandall? How about uh, David Garrard? They've had some QBs. And, and again, Ehlers uh, is a bigger uh, version of that. It, it'll be interesting here, Brad Thomas, to see how rowdy will they be at the Dowdy on Saturday night for East Carolina. And you see any thought here? Do you, you just want to move on? No, I have a quick thought on this. I'm actually a UCF alum. And uh, I think, this, like Parker said, you either play the money line or pass for me. So you're going to be expecting an outright win. UCF, uh, Gus Malzahn just got nominated as one of the Coach of the Year candidates. So I think this is a big spot for UCF, a pivotal moment for the rest of their season. They're either going to go all out or they're going to be too have to live up to too much expectation to kind of match up to that, that award. Well, he's got the high-octane uh, high offense going. John yes. Reese Plumley is the former Ole Miss quarterback yep. that transferred in all the musical chairs into Orlando. I just like the Pirates, uh, again, for the reasons that I have laid out. Uh, let's see. Let's see what happens there at home. That's underdog number one in round number two. Brad Thomas, where are you headed for underdog number two on Three Dog Thursday for you, sir? Okay, so my second underdog here. We have – who am I? I'm on UCLA. Oh, my goodness. That's correct. This game is so exciting. So UCLA plus six versus Oregon. When I built out UCLA's schedule at the beginning of the season, I had circled games where I would make the spread and take it. When I wrote this spread out at the beginning of the season, I had it at seven. And 
I'll say I undervalued UCLA a little bit. I was on their win total preseason. I was on them to win the Pac-12, but I thought this would be a trouble spot. Now watching UCLA play throughout the season and how DTR has improved over the year. Oh my God, he's completing about 75% of his passes. His connection with Jake Bobo is just phenomenal. Zach Charbonnet is a rushing beast. This offense is humming, but everyone forgets when you talk about the Pac-12 and a team that's scoring 45 points per game, you forget what Bill McGovern has done with this defense. Their defense is good, and guess who's the quarterback for? Uh, excuse me. Guess who's quarterback for Oregon is Bo Nix. Bo Picks. I think he's going to struggle against the secondary of UCLA. I like UCLA to win this game outright in Eugene. I don't think they beat them in what maybe like five or six years. The last right. two times these two teams played is a three-point game. I think it's going to be a three-point victory for UCLA or more. Both teams in the top 10. Oregon has not hosted a game. And College Game Day, the ESPN pregame show, will be there live. Oregon has not hosted a fellow top 10 team since 2010. They beat Stanford that night when Stanford was also in the top uh, 10 for what it's worth. Parker, any thought here on the Bruins? Uh, Brad Thomas is on the Bruins here and loving them for some Three Dog Thursday magic. Any thought here? Absolutely. A really good one. Uh, UCLA only one of 10 in the last 10 matchups here in uh, outright. Um, I think these are two strong teams. Uh, fun statistical note, DTR and uh, Bo Nix are the top two quarterbacks in adjusted completion percentage, according to PFF <laughs> in the nation this year. That's cool. Uh, so some, some accuracy wait, there. Although wait, wait, wait a minute. I thought Bo Nix was, uh, was only good to uh, occasionally throw it to his team and mostly throw it to the other team. <laughs> Say that uh, again if, about if the stats. Look at their, if you look at their average depth of target, it explains it a lot. Um, Adjusted completion percentage. So throwing out throwaways and drops. Uh, DTR, 84.7 leading the nation. Bo Nix, 84.2. But DTR is throwing passes an average of 5.6 yards. Bo Nix, an average of 7.2. Both very low. They are doing well with what they are asked to be uh, asked to be doing uh, there. All right. So UCLA is the pick for Brad Thomas here. Again, lots of hype with both of them in uh, the top 10 here for this matchup, he says, Bruins, Bruins to stay undefeated here late yes. in the year. All right, uh, underdog number two for Parker Fleming in round two of Three Dog Thursday. What do you have, sir? Um, I am going to go with uh, UAB over Western Kentucky here. I, I feel like we were talking too much about too many big-time games, and so I had to bring us back to the uh, to off the beaten path here. Um, UAB lost to Coach Bill, Bill Clark this um, offseason, kind of sudden, late for some health issues, and uh, and I think they got discounted. They, they really have only two one-score losses, and one of their losses, the one to Liberty, which looks pretty bad, actually involved Liberty's third-string quarterback, who's very good and has since been hurt, and they've kind of gone on a spiral as well. So um, some uncertainty there, but UAB, uh, a legitimately good backfield duo there. They're 18th in EPA per pass, 23rd in EPA per rush. I don't think this Western Kentucky defense is going to be able to spread them, uh, to, to defend both of these uh, teams. Hopkins and McBride are back there in the backfield for them. And so um, on the flip side, the one thing that UAB's defense doesn't do well right now is defend the run. They're 112th in EPA per pass. Well, Western Kentucky, 117 percentage uh, pass rate over expected. That's six most in the nation. They are 94th in EPA per rush. They can't run the ball to save their lives, so they're throwing it left and right. UAB, that fits perfectly into their plan. I like the Blazers on the road in this Conference USA game. Uh, with this you know, this close to, there's no reason. I, I expect them to win outright. Interesting. It's a Friday night game as you watch us on Three Dog Thursday. That one in Bowling Green. 
uh, Kentucky, just north of Nashville, about 45 minutes north of Nashville, just across the Kentucky border. I've been there a couple of different times. Jack Harbaugh Stadium, the the dad of, the patriarch of, John and Jim Harbaugh, uh, where Western Kentucky has won a lot of big games. How about UAB? Just something food for thought to back Parker a little bit. Brad Thomas, you like this? When Middle Tennessee State wiped out Miami, they then rolled into Birmingham, and UAB beat Middle Tennessee 41-14. to That's eye-opening uh, when you drub an MTSU team that had beaten Power 5 Miami just the previous week. So the Blazers of UAB may have something. Brad, any final uh, thought here? You want to move on? No, we can move on. I, I actually do like UAB this game, so I'm glad to see him on there. Anytime he's on the same side as me, I feel like it's got to be a victory. Yeah, Parker again <laughs> has been rolling. He's 5-1 and one here these uh, these last two weeks, and primarily with the college underdogs, you see he and Gary and Kyle weekdays, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 Eastern time that they're typically there. You see Brad Thomas on the NFL coverage as well as the football, the world sport as well here with BetUS TV. So that concludes round number two. Let's get into round number three, and let's talk the National Football League uh, here on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, all right, so last week I was 1-1, one and one, again, with the Patriots and the Chiefs. That means four straight weeks, kids, on Three Dog Thursday, I've given you an NFL underdog. Let's hear it for the host. As much as I get maligned for the bad picks, <laughs> I've been giving you some good NFL ones. And I'm, a, I'm piggybacking a little bit, Brad Thomas, off the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. Uh, the Falcons, an outright win over San Francisco last week. I saw them firsthand at field level being part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast two weeks ago. They had a big fourth quarter comeback. That covered for you, Brad, yes, on did. Three Dog Thursday as a double-digit underdog against the Bucks. Falcons playing good football. Falcons with Marcus Mariota, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, by the way, this week. Now playing at Cincinnati. Cincinnati off a wild win over the Saints in the Superdome. They stay against the NFC South. They're back at home. I just Atlanta's been in every game this year. They have been within a score every game this year. I like the Falcons to hang in and have a shot to win this. Give me, give me six points for Mariota and the Dirty Birds here on the road at Cincinnati to keep it close. You want to sway me off of an underdog you backed a couple of weeks ago, Atlanta, Brad Thomas? No, I'm not going to sway you off. I thought about Atlanta for a little bit. Um, One thing that's really dangerous for a team like Atlanta, you know, no one had any expectations for them early in the season. Now they can legitimately start thinking about trying to win the division with Tampa Bay losing last week. So they have the confidence, and most importantly, Their running game didn't take a step back with Patterson being out. That's a dangerous recipe, and I do believe that their defensive line will be able to get to Joe Burrow. I feel like any defensive line in the NFL can get pressure on Joe Burrow, how bad the Bengals' offensive line is. Well, but he's made some throws to Jamar Chase. I know you know that. He had a big one in the fourth quarter last week, and they were able to beat the Saints. Will it continue for Cincinnati? Or will it be Atlanta? Algier is the running back, the former Tulane running back, who's run it well for the Birds. Yep. One more stat. Atlanta has played six games. They're 6-0 and ATS for what it's worth. 6-0 and against the number. I'm thinking they're going to make it number seven here on Three Dog Thursday. Wolf, wolf, give me the Falcons for Three Dog Thursday purposes. Let's continue in round number two. Brad Thomas, where are you? Or round three, excuse me. Let's continue in our final round. Brad, where are you going for your NFL underdog? Yeah, I'm going for another bird. I'm going for the Seattle Seahawks plus seven versus the Chargers. This is going to be the most public bet team, I think, this week because people are starting to finally realize 
Well, what we knew about the Seahawks team was how efficient their offense was, how good Geno Smith was with all of his weapons. What a lot of people didn't know, which I tried to warn people about last week, is how legitimate of a player Kenneth Walker is. He has a different gear than a Penny does. Penny broke his leg, so he's going to be out of the game. Now Kenneth Walker gets his chance. I think even if he doesn't get hurt, Kenneth Walker still takes over. His ability to run, to to hit the hole, to one cut, it's just it, it changes their offense, makes them a little bit more dynamic. And what we saw last week, they were able to put it together a little bit on the defensive side of the ball and play with some physicality. I know that the Chargers, this is actually this is the first time these two teams have played um, in, in quite some time. The Chargers covered the last two. I don't care about that. This is a team that has a belief, a team that is going to exploit the weaknesses of the Chargers, and most importantly, that's the Chargers offensive line. And when you have a bad offensive line, you really need a security blanket at wide receiver. If Keenan Allen doesn't go, it makes me love the Seahawks even more. He, he needs that security blanket when he's getting pressured so much and he doesn't quite have it. He's trying to use guys like DeAndre Carter to try to try to mask those inefficiencies, and DeAndre Carter is only as good as DeAndre Carter is. All right, and again, Geno Smith's been playing well. This is two straight weeks. Brad is on the Seahawks. He had them against the Cardinals last week as a short home dog. Now they get points at the Chargers, who had that overtime wild uh, kind of low-scoring game with the Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. Shorter week for them. They host Seattle this week, and Brad Thomas says, I love Pete Carroll's uh, Seahawks in this situation. Final underdog of round three and of the show belongs to Parker Fleming, what do you like one more time in college football, my friend? I'm sticking in college. I'm preserving my undefeated NFL record. Staying <laughs> in the college sphere here. Uh, I'm going to go pit plus two and a half. Um, I, I like them as an underdog here against the Louisville team that has frankly been erratic at best. Um, you know, the teams that Louisville has been able to beat are, are very bad. They are um, uh, UCF went four for 16 on uh Third downs in that game just completely played a terrible, terrible game. Have since rebounded, but uh, South Florida forty-one to three, awful. Virginia thirty-four to seventeen doesn't have an offensive line. Um, Louisville, Louisville has one of the most exciting players in the country in Malik Cunningham, but they can't get out of their own way on offense. Their sequencing is terrible, ninety-third in EPA per play, and only fifty-second in defense. The recipe to beat Louisville is to line up and do the daily business of down-to-down football. And Pitt is much better than Louisville at this. They're fourteenth in EPA per play, 49th in offensive. EPA, uh, but that Pat Narduzzi defense, seventh. Another reason I like the underdog, both of these teams are worse than 100 in rush rate over expected. They are two of the most run-heavy teams in the nation. Give me a rolling clock. Give me maybe a last-second field goal puts Pitt over mm. the top, but I have them as an outright favorite here. Uh, I think we've got the wrong team favorite, so let's go Panthers and uh, let's let's take a little ACC action for my underdog there. And again, Louisville has been erratic. They did get a road win at UCF, but they've taken a couple of other losses uh, as well, including in conference play. So this is a Saturday night game uh, for Pitt at Louisville to round out Parker's card. Uh, all right, uh, by means of recap, let's go over it one more time. I won't go over every pick, but here are the three rounds of betting. Reminder, Brad and Parker trying to stay on the show if they get at least two, if not all three correct. One or both of them are back. If they get at least two correct, they're both back, if this is the case. Brad with two college underdogs. In fact, the only double-digit underdog on the show is the one that Brad is taking with Syracuse at Clemson. He's back on the Seahawks as well. Again, I've got two college underdogs as well as the Atlanta Falcons. Three short dogs here for Parker on Three Dog Thursday. But a reminder again, he was three for three last week on this show. That's why he's back. 
Uh, again, for housekeeping purposes, thank you for finding us. Make sure you hit that like button below us. Make sure that you hit the bell. Uh, share the show out as well. We're here on Thursdays, and it is competitive. It is survival betting for the handicappers, and you again can participate. Put your picks in down below. Three college, three NFL, or some combination of underdogs down below. The first one of you that gets all three correct, you get to go into the merchandise store, pick out a shirt, a sweatshirt, a mug, whatever you like of Three Dog Thursday merchandise, and you'll find that link down below where you're seeing us to see the merch store to pick out the merchandise. You're also seeing it on the screen from our friends at BetUS. Final thoughts, guys. Anything else uh, here for a Saturday? I'll be working the Alabama-Mississippi State game on national radio with Tiki Barber. That's a 21-point line. Alabama off the wild game with Tennessee. Mississippi State also lost. Somebody's going to be feeling a lot better about themselves long about 11.30 midnight Saturday night, and somebody else is going to be down and out on Saturday. Any thought, Parker, Brad, on that? Anybody want to take that on that one, even, yeah. even if we're not making a play? I'll take that. I think Alabama rolls this game. You know, Alabama is so strong at home. They're going to play a little bit more physical. They got exposed against a better offensive attack mm-hmm. than their than their secondary. Alabama is going to get back to playing tough, gritty football and limit the mistakes. You can't have 150-ish uh, penalty yards and expect to win any game. They had 17 penalties, to your point, last week. That's the most ever in the Nick Saban era at Alabama. By the way, Mississippi State, because I'm doing some research for the game, they had 12 penalties against uh, Kentucky. I I may be in, uh, Parker, for a a four-and-a-half-hour game between the penalties and how many times they throw and stop the clock and score. So I may need to get comfortable with Tiki on Saturday in Tuscaloosa. Absolutely. I think your best bet here is that uh, is your best hope is that Alabama just feeds Jameer Gibbs and just runs over Mississippi State. I think they'll try to be very physical. Um, also, Mississippi State on the road, not very good. So you get Alabama at home. They're, they're worse on the road, too. But Alabama at home, plus Mississippi State on the road being pretty bad. I, I think this is a bad spot for the for the Bulldogs. Well, I wouldn't in, want to play Alabama after a loss. No. <laughs> Correct. Coming off a loss, and they also know that their title hopes for the SEC championship and the college football playoff are now on the line every week. Highly mm-hmm. motivated. And remember, they lost to Texas A&M. While we give more love to Alabama, they lost to Texas A&M in the season last year and then rattled off the rest of the West and then won the SEC title game head-to-head with Georgia. So don't count them out yet. Uh, on that one. And a couple of other games uh, in the NFL. Steelers-Dolphins. I saw the Steelers last week. Mike Tomlin deserves a great deal of credit. The, the Bucks did not play well. And now you've got Tua. It's announced Tua will be coming back for Miami in this Sunday night game. Brad, a quick thought here. I know there's no play on Three Dog Thursday on the Steelers getting the seven, but that's the Sunday night game. Kind of interesting as well. No, I actually like the Dolphins a little bit here. Probably a line that I'm kind of going to tease. Tua is the the, the heart that makes this team beat offensively. Um, his weapons look good, and the Steelers are still dealing with some secondary issues. All right, we'll find out what happens on those. Again, you know our picks now. Guys, good luck, both Brad and Parker. I hope to have one or both of you back next week on Survival Betting. You've done great so far. Keep it up for Three Dog Thursday purposes. Brad, thank you. Parker, thank you. 